Hi, friends. Welcome back to It's All Happening with Amanda. I am here with Donnie and Quinn, who are two-thirds of the hosts of the podcast Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. These guys are hysterical, and they have an amazing show. They also host a bunch of other individual projects, so be sure to check them out literally everywhere if you haven't already, and I know you will fall in love with them. Donnie, Quinn, thank you for coming here to talk about Potomac with me today. Of course. I'm excited. It was a good yeah, thank episode. Thank you for having us. This is much better than the last time we chatted, the three of us, which was last season of The Bachelor. Uh, yeah, I never want to talk oh, about that again. <laughs> never again. Ever. I just feel bad because I got you to watch last season for the first time, and now you'll never watch. You'll never watch <laughs> another Bachelor franchise. But Bachelor in Paradise is actually getting pretty good, so you should check that out. I did hear some tea about it. Things yeah. are juicy this year. Yeah, I've been like in and out. I can't I can't watch two episodes a week of it though. It's too much. Yeah. But before we get into this week's episode of Potomac, I have to say this franchise, this cast is the most surprisingly polarizing cast in the Instagram t- Twitter world. People are arguing it is so wild. But the thing I love about this franchise is I personally like everyone enough. Like there isn't anyone that I'm like, I hate them, get them off the show. So where do you guys stand with this cast? I want Wendy off the show. (laughs) You do? (laughs) Not because I hate Wendy, but just because I don't think Wendy is a good housewife. And that's my only problem with her. I don't like her storyline, like anything to do with her personally. I'm not interested in it. Everybody else, I feel, has riveting storylines. Like, I want to know what's going on with Juan and Robin, even though I know the answer is absolutely nothing. (laughs) I want to know everything about what's going on with everybody else, usually. But whenever there's like, oh, we're going to show Wendy at home, I'm like, we can fast forward this. Yeah, Yeah, I can see I want want Wendy gone as well. Um, For me, it's more about, last year I was a Monique apologist, so I was very, like, not... Yeah, I was anti-Candace a little bit. This year, she won a little me bit. back. <laughs> Donnie's walking it back. The He's internet driving. has a long memory. He's driving yeah, it back. I wasn't as bad as other people. Like, there were people that wanted Candace. Uh, yeah, I think I wanted Candace gone too. But <laughs> we're, we're in a new year, so let's focus on that. Let's focus on the present. But my problem with Wendy was she came in, and I know she came in as Candace's friend, but I thought, like, she didn't even establish who she was yet. And she was picking fights with these women and just like jumping into the group where I felt she wasn't a part of the group yet. Like she was like, it was like mob mentality kind of where she was like, yeah, get rid of you, get rid of you, get rid of you. And I was like, who are you, lady? So this year, for them to have turned on her, it kind of feels like karma to me. Um, but that's still not enough karma. I want her gone. <laughs> Monique, was de- Monique was dead wrong. I, like I will say that to the time yeah. blue in the face, which I'm black, so that's not easy. <laughs> but she was absolutely wrong for that altercation, for her part in it completely. But to go from having a very likable housewife like Monique, who I feel had a lot of potential to Wendy, is kind of a big come down, even if it was the right move. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can the see that. The show took a hit, a small hit. But imagine how good this cast would have been if Monique was like at her best on top of what we have here. 
because we really missed out last season not having her around. And I totally understand the the rest yeah. of the cast not feeling comfortable with her being there because it did mm-hmm. become like a physical altercation. But it was disappointing because I also loved Monique. Like, I actually really liked her as a housewife. I feel like she's someone who I would be friends with, which doesn't happen often on Housewives. And I, I'm hoping that the addition of Mia is going to help this cast in that way because I feel like she... If we didn't have Mia, I, I think the season would be really, really lacking without Moni. I agree. Um, so I'm enjoying having her around. I mean, she's the first season, so I don't want to say that she's great or horrible yet. You know, just kind of feeling her out. But I like Wendy, but I can see people's issue with her kind of like having these contrived storylines this season. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't, it's not what I care to see from a housewife and then when you have it next to like people housewives who I think are like really doing the work like between next to Karen next to Ashley and even what last episode Robin showed up to work finally because she's <laughs> been out to lunch for a while but talk about Juan <laughs> and she's ready to go so it's like these are things that if Wendy was if, if Wendy was smarter I think she would recognize what she could do in the group because like clearly if you want to get Robin to show up at work just talk about Juan Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and these are these are things that you should know as a housewife how to keep you know because like i always say it's like improv you need to be able to yes and and keep the story moving forward you and i think wendy shuts down a lot of stuff she's a lot of no she's a lot of you know i'll bring the dot 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 dot, dot whatever and walk out the room and braids and like coming back and it's like there's a flow to arguing here and you're not doing it. She hits a hundred really quickly and then yes. just, and then it's over and then it's, yeah. and then it's done. Yeah. And not the performance still. aspect missing. Yeah. Yes. I think if she comes back next year though, that she will learn because I feel like her biggest takeaway from watching season one was that she didn't like how she looked. So now she got those physical changes. She came into season two with those, but now I think she's going to rewatch season two and see where she lacks in her performance. So when she comes in season three, I think she'll be like well-rounded because she'll look how she wants to look and she'll be able to perform the way, the way we wanted to perform. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think if she comes back for the third season, I think it'll be her last. Honestly. Oh, wow. All right. I think it depends on how the rest of this Eddie rumor stuff plays out, which I, Eddie is one of my favorite house husbands. I love him. So, you know, I was very disappointed to hear about these rumors. I didn't want them to be true. I, I haven't heard much if there's any confirmation or what have you. So I guess we'll just have to see how the rest of the season plays out. But I feel like he responded well to her. Like when she brought up the cheating rumors, he seemed to have like a cool, calm and collected response. And he just said, you know, Giselle, she's miserable. So (laughs) it is what it is. Wendy mentioned that they were, and it was like a throwaway comment, but she said old rumors. And I heard that a lot last year is that there were rumors about Eddie, but the production was trying to like protect Wendy and make the plot so much about Candace and Monique mm-hmm. that they didn't even feature it. But then they said like, if you come back for a season two, we are need to go, we are going to need to bring it up. So I think between them being old rumors and last week when Eddie called, and he was like, what's wrong? She's like, no, I, I don't want to talk about it right now. I think that gave them time to prep for it off camera. Whereas yeah. if she would have told him on the phone, we would have seen a different reaction. 
Yeah. So Ugh. that makes it really interesting that they were old rumors because then it makes it make even less sense that her plastic surgery and her wardrobe changes would be a result of these rumors because if she had already heard them and knew right. about them, then why would that be causing this now? Well, it could be that she'd be like, you know, if now that we're in the second season and I have a way to pay for this. Right. Because, I mean, that's one thing. Then yeah. it's like, you know, who, once these rumors are out, will look at me, who would think he would want to go somewhere mm. else? So, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that puts that completely above the possibilities. But I get what you mean. It's not something, it's something to think about. Yeah. 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 Okay. So before we get into the rest of the topics from this week, I need everybody listening to know you guys are not just co-hosts. You're also married and God bless you (laughs) because if I had to work with my husband, I would kill him. But also we argue about TV all the time. So do you ever find yourselves bickering about housewives, like actually making it get personal or do you have a good line in the sand to not make it get personal? I think I'll go ahead. Quinn. What were you gonna say? No, you can go. I think that it almost like watching it together lets us, and we do disagree about TV. I don't want to say like if we watch it together, we're codependent and have all the same opinions. But I think that we share the viewing experience. So then a lot of our opinions are the same, except Melissa Gorga, and I'm not gonna bring that up. <laughs> mm, don't we bring her up we can't talk about her on my show either <laughs> good i'll just scrap all my notes and just go off go <laughs> off and go off that's true though because if you are watching it together you might comment on something and you both see it the same way yeah. mm-hmm. that makes sense my husband and i watched selling sunset together and he was like a trishel lover and i was like get out of here <laughs> Like, I can't, like, I, he he was like, oh, she's so sweet. I'm like, she's an undercover villain. Like, how do you not see it? So I'm like, (laughs) I don't even want him to watch Bravo with me. No way. I do feel like besides Melissa Gorga, I do feel like there's somebody else, maybe not a Potomac that we do disagree on, but I can't. I can't think of it. What that is like, that is, we, everybody assumes that we fight. Should we fight about this? (laughs) Like, are we doing marriage wrong? I don't understand. (laughs) You should just do some, like, undercover recordings where you, like, just hit record without Donnie knowing and just start, (laughs) like, saying stuff to see what he says. (laughs) (laughs) That could get me in trouble. I know. I know. Um, so I really enjoyed this week watching Giselle and Robin do their podcast because, you know, that's like what we do. So I thought it was really cute. Have you guys listened to Reasonably Shady? Have you listened to it at all? No, <laughs> I am not really a Giselle fan. And I think I am a Robin fan as a person but not as a housewife like she's one I could definitely hang out with and know I would have a good time but she lacks as a housewife for me so these two I had no interest in listening to a podcast of them yeah I haven't listened to it but I feel like they would be good at it like I like them together and I feel like they would be shady on a podcast I mean this was like the perfect example they're clearly (laughs) talking about Wendy (laughs) 
in the episode um when they first started talking about cheaters i was like oh god this is not gonna go well but giselle said it's forgivable if it's a one-time thing but not if it's consistent do you feel like she really believes that or was she just trying to justify her getting back with jamal i absolutely uh, i don't know maybe she believes it but I absolutely think she was justifying it for herself. And I think like, even, (laughs) sorry, the motorcycle gang. I think even if it is something she believes, she definitely used her platform as a way to let listeners like get into her thinking of it. Because I think it's different to watch her do it is one thing. And then to like hear her break down the exact reasons why she feels this way is different. And I think lets people in a little bit more. Yeah. And I feel like Robin, Rob, like Robin's explanation of when she was younger, she just let people get away with stuff that she wouldn't let them get away with now makes more sense to me to say it that way of like, you know, I haven't always been treated a hundred percent, but I know now that I deserve better. And so even though she's still with the same man, she was talking about who, you know, was maybe unfaithful in the past, knowing that they've grown together and she, you know, is not going to let him do things that, I mean, I know it's still his choice. It's, you know, obviously Juan's going to do what Juan's going to do, but the fact that she's demanding more from him, it makes sense to me. And I, I totally believe that people can change if they've cheated before. It doesn't mean they're going to cheat again. So I, I understood Robin's point of view. I feel like Giselle was just kind of, I don't know. I just, I just felt like she still doesn't truly believe what she's saying. Mm. I get the impression that Giselle says things in a way to kind of deflect from herself. I think she gave a really like general um, answer about forgiving cheating when, you know, it's not just like if, if you are married to somebody and they go to a bachelor party and they cheat on you, it's not just because they lost their mind at the bachelor party. There's other stuff going on. And by her not addressing that, that's like classic Giselle. It's not addressing the fact, like, you know, would she, would she say, like, you with a man long enough, he'll cheat. Yeah, on you, Giselle. <laughs> so, like, that's not true for everybody, but she makes it seem like it is. So it's like, are you going to be, you know, honest about what things happen in your relationships that make people cheat on you repeatedly or pull out of being your date at weddings last minute. Like, we're not gonna talk about that. Okay, we're just gonna talk about these spurious rumors about Wendy and how Robin's not gonna put up with anything. Her patience is thin with everybody except Juan. Because everything that she said, I feel like it except Juan. Yeah. Like you, you'll put up with whatever Juan does. Whoever comes after Juan, probably not, but Juan can pretty much do whatever he wants to Robin, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Yeah. And so that's cool. Right. And so hopefully for him, it's in himself to not want to be with anybody else and that he for himself will continue down this like monogamous path, because if she's going to let him get away with it (laughs) without without even putting up a fight, then it really needs to fall on him to be, you know, putting her first. But I just felt That's like not the, usually how it works. Yeah. Yeah. 
I felt like the whole thing was really just a way for them to bring up Wendy. And I'm surprised that they're able to talk about what's going on in the show. I mean, I know they keep saying like, oh, it's, I have this friend, I have this friend, but how is Bravo okay with that? I don't know. I don't know either, because then you're like finding out about it kind of like four months before it's even on TV. If it was in real time, like a companion piece, I would understand. Like if they saved that episode to air now, then I could see like, oh, it's a little behind the scenes and Bravo still like has control over what's the final edit or whatever. But at least like, it's kind of like how when they used to do the blogs in, right. in tandem with the episodes. But for it to have aired whenever in October of last year or whenever they recorded this, that you're kind of getting like a a teaser before the season even airs. It's weird. Yeah, that's true. And Giselle like hinted that it was about Wendy, but she says, oh, I wanted to check in on my friend and make sure she was okay because she's dealing with cheating allegations. But Giselle didn't check in with Wendy. No. And and that's the issue. She used Ashley to do it. So it's like she wasn't even being honest on the podcast about what really happened. Right. Oh, man. So, so let's talk about Candace a little bit. Your favorite Candace (laughs) told Chris that Giselle basically was asking if he was riding her coattails. And I want to know, do you think Giselle has a point or do you think she's just kind of like hating on Candace a little bit because of her own relationship failing? I think that when she said that Giselle said that for a reason, because from everything that we've seen, all we know from Chris is that he's on Candace's coattails. He lived in her mother's house. Everything that he's done, the fact that we see him on TV, he's not there because of him. Unlike in New Jersey, he's not doing any work, unlike the men on New Jersey. So it's like, you are here because of her. You're doing this because of her. I do think, I think that Giselle knew what she was saying when she said that. that that's the appearance that it was given to me of him yeah. over the years i agree i know a lot of people like chris um in terms of viewers but for me he's not delivering the way other house husbands do definitely the ones in new jersey could get their own show but like even nobody likes him but like michael darby delivers plots and like I feel like Chris doesn't like he's there and he's sometimes nice to Candace. He's sometimes like bitchy to Candace, but he doesn't really, I don't know. He doesn't give us what. Only when he's fighting with Michael. That's the only time he gives anything like really good when he decides when they want to have a bald white man fight. Then it's good. (laughs) And I'm always like, Oh my God. Yeah. Other than that, it's just him being like, yeah, bitch to Candace. Like he, yeah, it's very weird to me. Like how he argues with her. I think Candace needs him in order to have someone to talk about the other girls Mm -hmm. with. Like he's kind of like her sounding board a lot of times. I like him as a, as a person. I do think, you know, I get where people are coming from. It seems like he's just kind of along for the ride with what she's doing, but I would like to think it's because he's supporting her career. Like he wants her to do well. And so he's going to give her everything. I mean, we saw in this episode when they went out to dinner, when he ordered the wings with flats only, which is a whole other thing we need to talk about. (laughs) um, He wasn't going to be at the music video. And she was really pissed like that, that he wasn't going to be there 
for all of her filming time. So do you feel like that, like, do you think her expectations are realistic of him considering like he still wants to work for himself too? Yes. I think, I think that he should be there. And I think he should be there for two reasons. Him being there makes it look supportive and it's good for the camera. It's good to, it makes the relationship look good because that's a part of their, that's a part of their brand now if they're going to do that. Second of all, this is her first time doing anything. And I think when you have a spouse and it's their first time doing something big and they're nervous, you should be there for more support if they need you to be. Secondly, or third, I should say, he needs to help pay for this house that she bought with this Potomac money. So he needs <laughs> to be doing something because what she's doing is what's paying the bills. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So he should be there the way she needs him to be there. Period. Yeah. Because Being he- kept is a full time job. Yeah. And he's unemployed right now. If he was still working at the restaurant or even doing the catering business, I Mm -hmm. would understand. But he said he would be her manager. And even if it is, because then when he walks out angry, he said, find someone else to do this for free. So even if it is for free, it's it's still what you agreed to. So I think that he should be there for all of it. Yeah. yeah. And if he can't be, then she should have somebody else be in charge. Right. Well, she should have did it in the first place. Yeah. Because everything about him says that he would ask her for like spousal support afterwards. I, <laughs> I, I'm I, sorry that I don't have a high opinion of Chris, but like seeing how he acts with her and what I believe Candace would deserve anyway, I think that he would do that. So I don't trust Chris as far as I can throw him. I'm, you, I'm team Candace's mother when it comes to Chris. Oh, wow. Me, that's me a, that's a hot like take. <laughs> because I'll say this about Candace's mother. I've never seen her really be wrong. Like mm-hmm. she was, she went a little, like the whole thing with Monique. She, okay, Monique put her hands on her child. I can excuse her being like, press charges, do all that stuff. Fine, oh, my, you know, my mom would have said the same thing. My yeah. mom, right. yeah. Do I think the fight actually re- required that? No. Do I think that somebody's mother, who, of the one who got their ass kicked, should say that? Of course, that's her baby. Only yeah. she can kick her ass like that. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, everything that I've seen her mother say to her, except for the, her brother being at her wedding, has all been like, yeah, you are in my house. Yeah, he is riding your coattails. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. She's I been know. right about that. And now it's starting to make me think that the only reason why they've gone with this whole he's her manager, her husband, your person is because he hasn't been working. And so she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Chris isn't working, but he's helping me with my career so that mm-hmm. he's not just l- l- like leeching off of me. He's helping me. And so now I'm kind of like back to this whole like, is he really 100 percent helping you or was that just an excuse for why he wasn't working. And I totally get being in right in the pandemic, like he might not be able to find work, but and sometimes your spouse makes more money than you and you need to do that. Like that's perfectly, Ashley's husband helped her. Right. He's not helping Candace. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Ashley's husband, Michael Darby. So to speak, talk about creating plot lines. Like he had no reason to say anything in the car on the way home from a great scene with her being a great mom and him being a great dad for Dylan, you know, talking about breastfeeding and how it's important for women to know they're not alone. It's not their fault if they're having issues. But then Michael's is just like, now's the time for me to say, you don't look fat at all. Like, I don't know. It's just very, I don't understand why he does this to himself. 
I think both of them are very good at knowing what their job is as a TV star. And like, there are some things that, of course, like they would still be little monsters if cameras weren't there. And I do think that Michael is a little monster when cameras aren't there. But I think he knows to be a big monster when cameras are there. So, and I think like, I think that's fine with Ashley. I think that they know we're here to make money doing the TV show and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I feel like he could have said it in such a, a, a different way. Like he could have been like, I'm so proud of you that you're really committed to like getting, you know, back in shape. It's so nice to see how, how happy you are with the way you look. Like he could have made it a, a positive thing. Instead, it was like, I'm happy that you look great. Glad you're not fat. It was very weird. I I was like, God, Michael, like he can't help himself. No, he's it's like you yeah, like you're a trophy wife and you still look shiny. Like that's basically what I heard. Yeah. Great job, babe. Great job. I've done <laughs> my best to ruin your body and ruin your mental health, but you still look good. <laughs> My favorite part of this episode was with Robin and Carter because he's like laying on the couch under a big fuzzy blanket, which is like my favorite spot in my house. And I thought, I just thought it was really great for her to model for him. Like it's okay to not be okay. And to admit when you might need some help in your life. And I was really happy to hear that the coach she decided to use also has a PhD in family therapy because then we know that if she does need to go in the direction of therapy, mm -hmm. that that person might be able to help her recognize that. Cause I was a little unsure when she said she was going to go to the life coach. I'm like, is that the right fit? I, I get that there's a difference, but I think it would, it's good that she's seeing someone who can do both. Yeah, and somebody who will focus on her and not a therapist will probably be like, maybe you're not happy with Juan. Right. So it is good to like go because like a therapist will dig too deep. So I get why she didn't <laughs> want to go to therapy. Yeah. She's in her little fool's paradise. And that's great for her. I just seeing things like this with these kids or like anything with Giselle's children, which is gold to me. Those girls basically eat her up every time they get a chance <laughs> to do it. But it's like, I just, I remember being a really like, you know, asshole kid. And watching people with their children like you know you're gonna lay on my couch under my blanket and talk to me like that like you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna be I'm just cool with that right like it's just it's the spanking hand gets real itchy you know it's just like you, you I don't know how parents do it I can you couldn't sit up in my house and, and talk to me like that maybe I'm just old school like you damn sure I ain't gonna do it on camera well this I feel like this scene and the one with Mia and her mom, I felt like we got a lot of like people pushing back because Carter in this episode, in this uh, scene was like, why are you asking me these questions? And I do think that kids just talk like that, but I think he, maybe they have like a deal where like, you'll be on camera, of course, but like, I won't push you like it's not going to be about you so then when he when Robin was saying like how do you feel about this how do you feel like why are you asking me this and then Mia's mom did the same thing she's like why now <laughs> right and I, I saw a lot of critiques online maybe not a lot but I saw some critiques that said the Mia lunch with her mom Veronica felt a little bit forced because it was like 
why, like, why now yeah. are you having this conversation? Um, but I do think that that's the beauty of these shows is sometimes people end up talking about things that they wouldn't normally be open and honest about. Like, I, I honestly feel like with Robin, the situation with, with Juan saying, you know, you're, you're lying in bed too much. You need to get out of bed. Like, and her feeling unmotivated, if she didn't have these scenes with the other women kind of talking it through, she might not ever have brought it up to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it may have lasted a lot longer. So I do think sometimes it feels like it might be forced, but I don't necessarily feel like that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people talk about these shows and they say how happy they are that they had this outlet and it actually helped them work on their relationship. So yeah, that scene with Mia and her mom was very emotional to watch um she said some heavy shit yeah like, that was like that was like i didn't expect it to get that real like i just like i heard that and i was like and that is how a child ends up in foster care like right. that is it was i appreciate it because i always appreciate a housewife that comes in and like bears it all because i I feel like after like what season two or three, they spend the rest of their time trying to hide bad press. Mm -hmm. So they're really open and honest really when they first show up. So I appreciate it. <clears throat> and I think that Mia is delightfully real in the fakest way. And I <laughs> can handle that from her now. Like nothing really huge has happened to see how she react. But as of now, I do think you get a certain, you know, besides stripper gate, you know, I was a stripper, I wasn't a stripper, whatever. Besides that, I feel like there's a lot of realness from her, despite a little bit of fakeness. So yeah. And her background is relatable to a lot of people, you know. A lot of these yeah. shows, a lot of these housewives, nobody can relate to them. Like right. Kathy Hilton, like, are you kidding? Like literally not one thing in common <laughs> with Kathy Hilton. Uh, but yeah, you know, and I don't have the same experiences as Mia, but it's it's nice to see people that have had like real shit happen to them and to see how they've been able to like overcome those things and you know, to see her and her mom having lunch together for the first time ever, just the two of them being able to like talk about things. It was just, it was good to see that like even strained relationships aren't permanent. Like you can get to that place with yeah. your family members. And so, so it was good to see. I just want to, you're telling me, Amanda, that you have never lived in the Waldorf Astoria. I've never, <laughs> I've never stayed You've in never the been friends with Michael Jackson. You never been friends with Michael Jackson. <laughs> No, I've never, never I've never met you don't him. Have, you don't have like a shitload of Baccarat crystal, like seriously. Honestly, like I don't wow. even I, I, I say it now, I could be wrong, but like I can't even imagine buying those candle holders. Like, even no. if I had millions of dollars, because you know that you can just buy a candle from freaking like home goods for like eight dollars. You can't do that. If you have a candle <laughs> handle that expensive, you can't put a cheap candle in that thing. You got to buy some candle that was made at the full moon by some, I don't know, witchy woman <laughs> somewhere. Like you need real big deal imported candles. No, I always said if I had a lot of money, I would just have more of what I like. I wouldn't right. have like nicer versions like i would still i you still like order <laughs> yeah i still like old navy jeans whether i'm a right or not <laughs> well, donnie has seen my candle collection it's honestly terrifying so i can't imagine having more candles but okay i know we have to talk about potomac but just one more thing about beverly hills like kathy hilton is so extreme that an extravagant that even these rich ladies 
are impressed by him. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like even Kyle Richards is making fun of how rich Kathy is like making fun of her Butler answering her phone. And I'm like, yeah. Kyle, you're sitting there being like primped all over. Like what the hell? Like, I don't understand. Like she acts like it's like, the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I don't, it's like very, it's very- And then you know ridiculous. what? It's crazy because then on Cooking with Paris, Kathy acts that way in Paris's house. Right. Like there's levels. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she's like, she's in a real home and she doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, Paris Hilton's home is not a real home. <laughs> like it's, so like, if you don't know what to do here, like yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do when we come eat you all? <laughs> I liked the Paris Hilton documentary. Mm. Um, I, I, you guys were covering it right on your Patreon. Didn't we you covered do... cooking with Paris on cooking the Patreon. With Paris. Yeah, yeah, that's what that. I meant. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. the cooking with Paris. Yeah. Okay, yeah, everyone, go listen to that. I really, I, I enjoyed it. It was so insane that someone doesn't even know where their own like whisk is. Like she doesn't even have or any what clue a whisk is. or yeah. what a whisk is. <sighs> okay, back to Potomac. So. <laughs> What did you think about Karen's dress choices? She said she was thought, looking. Oh, go ahead. She said she was looking for a second dress so that she could dance in easily. And they all looked like Barbie Christmas dresses. Like they were all full trains or like whatever that's called, like a tool skirt. And I said, exactly. How are you supposed to dance in this? Like, who are you, Morticia Adams? How are you gonna <laughs> dance in that? I like, want to know what not- the Right. What did the first one look like? The one she can't right. dance in? Is it a ball gown? I mean, she can do whatever she wants with the money. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's her money. She can thought, spend it. But I thought, you know, like if I was a woman and I was gonna do that, I'd have like you know one gown, and then I have one that was like you know kind of like a mid thigh little like dress type thing that I could like you know rip right up, or maybe a very like nice little pantsuit, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, she wanted something that looked, it looked like she would need handlers to get to the dance floor. So I don't know what her goal is here, but I can't wait to see it. She couldn't even bend down uh, at all in one of the the options. It was too much. It was too much. She didn't look comfortable. She is going to set that warehouse on fire. Yeah, we (laughs) need to talk about that venue. Yeah. The outside is just as important as the inside. Yes. I totally agree. I w- it's a warehouse, right? That's a warehouse. It looks, it looks like, like a, it looks like Costco storage from the outside. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a car dealership. Yeah, because haven't you ever been to like a place where maybe it's like a, a store where they sell like bathroom tiles and it's like in a warehouse? <laughs> yeah. Or like a gymnastics studio. Like I remember- or Army sur- surplus, Army <laughs> Navy. Yeah, it's that kind of, yeah. It's literally like there's like, 18 wheelers parked out back like mm-hmm. unloading shit i mean it was beautiful inside but <laughs> i'm gonna put a step and repeat in front of i that. can't yeah. believe that they would choose that venue no it looks like it used to be any one of those places you just said and anya or vivian whatever her name was it looks like she bought it and said oh we need a wedding venue here inside yeah. is great inside oh. is beautiful oh yeah and i mean like Maybe it's just better for the budget, but then maybe don't get two ten thousand dollar dresses, right? Because the venue can't have couldn't have cost that much. Like I know how weddings work; it, it you know the catering is the most expensive thing, but the venue you can rent for a couple thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful inside and outside. So just get rid of one dress, or you know, 
yeah. lower the budget and you'll be good. So I don't know. It's <laughs> very strange. But what did you think about Mia in this scene kind of sticking up for Wendy about the Giselle Eddie rumor stuff? Because I found that very interesting since Wendy and, and Mia have had their own issues. That's true. But this seems like an issue that we will probably most definitely see with Mia. They are just waiting to attack Mia's wedding. I mean, marriage. I don't know if they're going to wait until next season Mm -hmm. or we're going to see it later in this season. But these women are not made to deal with any kind of non-traditional marriage where anybody is like either open or sexually liberated or anything like that. And they're going to come for it and make that seem like it makes it not you know, as strong or whatever, despite the fact that their marriages are crappy. It's, you know, it's like real life. Yeah. And Mia seems like a person that watches reality TV. So if she watched a show already, she saw that Giselle and Robin were friends with Wendy last year and then turned on her. So I think she's trying her best to have all everyone on her side. So if someone turns on her, she still has the other side. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm for her sake, I'm glad she's not putting all her eggs in like one basket, but it does make me nervous for the reunion. Once they've all seen everything that they're like, you've just been talking shit all over, you know? Um, what did you think about the fact that Karen and Wendy weren't invited to Robin's birthday that Giselle planned? Classic Giselle is messy. It's I'm not surprised. It's something that would happen on Atlanta if you ask me yeah where it's like okay you're gonna forget that you have a job to do here what for for robin's birthday who cares like let's argue here and then there was an argument anyway so you might as well have had them there i do understand we care less about yeah i do understand not inviting wendy because wendy and robin currently have beef but mia I mean, Karen is just because the person who planned the party didn't like her. Right. Robin doesn't have a problem with Karen. Yeah. And I feel like if Karen, I mean, I'm sorry, if Robin wants to try to separate herself from just being Giselle's like, you know, minion or whatever, or, you know, sidekick, I guess is more the correct term. Yeah. Then she shouldn't have let Giselle get away with not inviting Karen, because I don't really see why Karen and Robin would would be in a position to not be invited to a big group event. Like that doesn't seem right, but I do get the Wendy thing. And Robin explained that at the dinner when, when Candace asked, she said, even though we made up, I just still don't have good vibes. So I'm fine with that if it's Robin's choice, but I just didn't like that Giselle, it seemed it was Giselle's choice to not include Karen. And yeah, but so let's just, you know, we have a couple minutes and I just, we need to address the Candace thing. So (laughs) she, had a, a good point about Ashley. She knew what she was doing in Williamsburg. She came and everyone cel- everyone online celebrated her for it. She came for four hours. She started some shit and then she left. But the that's second- what we watch for. Right. And that's yeah. what we watch for. And, and, and Candace totally called it right. Ashley knew what she was doing. She was being messy. She wasn't, I don't think she was doing it out of the goodness of her heart. Right. But the second that she called her wide bodied and tried to make that like an insult, that her whole argument went out the window mm-hmm. and now that's all that anybody's you know obviously talking about which is never okay so i just am frustrated that candace had to say it because now it's like she was right about ashley but nobody cares because yeah. she was being a bitch does it matter if she was right about ashley if nobody cares because i feel like she wants people to be angry at ashley for doing something we like her to do that's and true. i get why in a group that would be a problem for you 
But nobody cares about, nobody wanted to watch your trip to wherever Wilmington, wherever the hell they were. Nobody <laughs> wanted to watch that be a good trip. We right. wanted to watch a trip where somebody was going to get upset, argue there was going to be some kind of conflict and some kind of resolution. That's what we watch. We want constant conflict and constant resolution of these conflicts. And we want it to be the way friendship circles work. She wants everybody to be like, oh, Ashley's this, Ashley's that. No, we love Ashley. We like Ashley better than you. She's a better housewife than you. Don't come in here and start this and start talking about her body. You can talk about plenty of other things about Ashley. You don't need to talk about right. her body after she's had a baby. Just because you're mad because her white husband, who's bald, does work and has more <laughs> money than yours. <clears throat> and she actually was a real beauty queen. Don't take that out on Ashley. But I feel like she consistently does. Yeah. And it's like, you're not, why? And it's not like this, it's not like um, Ashley came to Candace's whatever, wedding or even like the premiere of the music video or something that like means a lot. These vacation trips are made for them to fight. Right. So why, what did you expect from her? I know. And it's just interesting because I feel like most housewives get really excited when people are fighting that, and they're not involved. Like yeah. the look of joy on Kyle Richards face when like two people are feuding and she's not in it. Like, is so, <laughs> like she's like, yes, it's not me. <laughs> so it's interesting that Candace wouldn't just be like, oh good, I'm not the center of it this time. Right. But instead she's like, she has to, she has, she has to, to be involved. She has to, yeah. she has to get involved with Ashley every single time. She, she just doesn't like her at all. And yeah. it's in attacking Ashley after she had this baby is just, it's just, it, it's not a good look. It's not yeah. as women. I'm not a woman, but I would think as women, they should not be doing that. But then they also tear down women for being sexually liberated and all that stuff. So it, they're all basically yeah. pieces of shit. And <laughs> her weird obsession with the breast milk, like the thing it's, I could be completely off, but in my like interpretation, it seems like she keeps bringing up her breast milk as a way to be like, you just had a baby. Like, what are you even doing here? Like, just go home and be with your baby. Like you're still, you know, you're, you and your breast that. milk, but it's like, it's like, but just because Ashley is a mom doesn't mean she can't still be like doing things with her friends and getting messy and doing whatever. Like, yes, she has a baby at home. But she's going to go home and take care of Dylan and Dean just fine, but she right. still mm -hmm. needs to do her job. So That's yeah. right. Dylan and D Dylan and Dean Darby are all right. right. <laughs> she's still there making us say a scholar who yeah she's doing what she needs to do i yeah. just i don't get what the problem like she didn't think that ashley should have got pregnant when ashley wanted to get pregnant she has a lot of opinions about ashley i don't understand it it's almost like texas what do you have to do with this woman's reproduction <laughs> like what is your problem it is none of your I business know. yeah i still think it's just like residual issues from ashley writing that statement last oh, yeah. season and which i told i do get candace being pissed as shit for that because Ashley didn't see the fight. Right. Ashley, you know, Ashley kind of, I don't want to say she started it, but she, she lit the match and then went to the bathroom. Yeah. And then, you know, it wasn't Ashley's fault that Monique did that. That was Monique's fault. But I, I do understand Candace being like, now, why do you have to write a statement? I know she didn't, I know Ashley's statement didn't act like she saw it, but it was just the fact that she was the only one who wasn't even there. And then she's the one who decided to legally get involved. It was like, I think it was just hard for Candace to get over it, but I get it. She's just going but to, I would have been a character me. witness for Monique too. Cause we're not talking about the fight. We're just talking about her character. I right. have great things to say about her character up until that fight. <laughs> so it, I, I can only be so mad or I get why Candace is mad, but like, it is what it is. I, I just don't Candace. This is part of the reason why I can't really get with Candace. It's like, she always 
she she acts okay for a couple of episodes and you're like oh she's funny she's great in confessional she's great at reactions she's good at these things and then something will happen with her usually with chris and then she just becomes this monster that says these horrible disgusting things and it's just the same old candace same old bratty nasty mouth candace and then that's why i can't ever really like her and she's so she's so funny and she is really sharp with her tongue that she would be so good if she just didn't go for like the body image stuff like that, then it would be so much better because she Mm -hmm. is really sharp and she, she could insult Ashley in a way that's funny, a little messy, but doesn't piss everybody off. And I just wish she would do it. I wish she would do that, but she, I don't think she, she, she hasn't been no. she just she likes to be to do that and is and personally since we're talking about it i also remember those tweets those homophobic tweets of hers and i know girls like that that's just the way she is that's why she acts like this when she gets upset and she's still you don't stop being that kind of homophobic not that kind of homophobic so i don't what happened to her gay friend by the way who popped up after those tweets with his little hats was all had now he's gone all of a sudden so there's i have a lot of problems with candace we can yeah <laughs> yeah i i was like i'm so glad that i'm talking to donnie and quinn this week because if it was someone who i like didn't know very well i'd be nervous to talk about <laughs> potomac it gets really like testy on the internet yeah sometimes i just want to quit quit instagram i know it is good it's a sign of a good show we all are so mm-hmm. invested everybody is so into it Um, Well, thank you guys for coming and talking to me about Potomac. This has been really fun. Can you tell everyone where to listen to all of your podcasts? Because know that is obviously uh, incredible. We get you guys and we get Anthony who couldn't be here today. Um, But tell us about your other podcasts and, and your socials and everything. Sure. So you can find me on at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And then if you would like to hear my podcast, you can listen to me and Amanda and Kendrick on the Big Brother Breakfast Club. Or you can listen to I Am the Cute One, where it's me and Chelsea from Ono Bravo recapping old Mary Kate and Ashley videos and talking about the late 90s and early 2000s. And I think that's all I do. (laughs) But I do have more coming, so stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram for much more. And you can follow me um, at the Quentin Lamar on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to hear my other podcast with a comedian friend of mine, Carol Scudder, it's called This Is Going to Be Good. And we talk about a lot of political uh, thing going on and hot topics. And we have our takes on it. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. And they also have a Patreon. Check them out there. Again, they covered cooking with Paris and lots of other things. What kinds of things do you guys talk about on your Patreon? Do you do like um, well, anything coming and everything? Up, we're going to cover the new season of Vanderpump Rules on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Oh, also that'll like be awesome. First, yeah. We did what the, we recapped the first episodes of all the, the uh, franchises of Housewives um yes yeah different stuff on there that's amazing i love that i love the like first episode of every series season Mm -hmm. gets people into it and then people who never got to watch will be like hooked so i love that well thank you guys so much for coming on i appreciate it thanks for for listening everybody thanks for listening to it's all happening Remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a five-star review. 
If you have nothing nice to say, my DMs are always open. Please follow me on Instagram at It's All Happening X and on Twitter at Happening underscore pod. Until next time. <laughs>